Montgomery's done incredibly well to get up above Cargill and find Bennett. It's into the box. McNulty cut back for Roberts. It's Terry Roberts no, from Bosby. are leading in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Mark McNulty, but a good change by Doyle. For McNulty on the edge. Mark McNulty oh, scores for Swansea. Smashes it past McCormack. One by Doyle. Finished by the returning Mark McNulty. First left blood for Bosby. They're in dreamland early here at Bratton. There's a through ball to Jamal Lowe. Jamal Lowe's onside. The flag stayed down. Jamal Lowe. Nonchalant. Fantastic. Brilliant. Pompey will be promoted at this rate. That is it. Pompey are champions. They won League Two in the most dramatic of circumstances. The PO4 podcast with Hugh Bunce and Matt Corrin. Proud to be Pompey. Hi, Bobby fans, and welcome to the PO Forecast episode 26. Well, we can finally talk to you guys after a win. It's felt like so long, hasn't it, mate? Yep, so in part one, we will be, first of all, reviewing the Barnsley game. Barnsley. Which was, well, looked decent. Yeah. 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 So, if, then we're going to do the uh, the Checker Trade Trophy victory. We're going to Wembley. Case Arsenal. Here we go. Undefeated. Undefeated. In six. Undefeated in six. Absolute beaut. <laughs> in part two, we are going to be doing Matt's debate and some of your listener questions, which should be sweet. And then in part three, we're going to be previewing the Bradford game. Bradford. Hey, up, Bradford. Yeah, another, another Yorkshire, South Yorkshire team heading yeah. down to Fratton. Mate, I bet, I bet everyone enjoyed, though, this Barnsley game to talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think everyone must have. Yeah, definitely. Well, performance was much improved? Definitely. We both took home from from the the game, wasn't it? I think we both said um, massive improvement across the whole pitch. I I was quite pleased with the the change of formation as well. Slightly unexpected. It was definitely unexpected, wasn't it? It was one of those things that I was hoping, as everyone on Twitter would have seen, uh, we went four four two. Yeah. What I really didn't want was us to go four two three one again. Yeah. So when we saw the team sheet come out and it was the four three three, yeah, I thought right. This is a change. So give Kenny benefit of the doubt and let's see where it goes. Yep. I think it worked. Yeah, it worked well for very me. Good, very good Barnsley side we played against. And I think putting the three in midfield yeah. was really pivotal to, to how the match went. Yeah. I mean, as I said earlier on Twitter, you know, I feel like Naylor did the, the good sweeping up job. Thompson was just a warrior for me in that game. He, he cleaned up, he picked up the loose balls, he laid off some lovely passes, you know, really got in the game. Um, and I felt Morris was just that steady Eddie for us. I felt like he just, you know, sort of closed that gap. And, and what, about, what about Ben Close? That's what I said, Close, wasn't it? No, I think he said Thompson. Did I say Thompson? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, look at me going back to... So, Matt's rolling, doing the throwback. I think, so, <laughs> yeah. talking about Ben Close, though, quickly, mate, because he, he really stood out for me as well. And I think it's one of those players that sometimes is a little bit underrated by the fan base. Massively, massively. He, he's one of these players that I saw, he was constantly picking the ball up, making that positive pass, yeah. looking around him. And also, he tracks back pretty well. But he, yeah. he sort of linked it up, got the ball moving forward, to the wingers, to the the striker, and I thought did a really good job. He's a very yeah. dynamic player, really, in the middle. Yeah, I mean, as I said to you on the way home as well, you know, 
he, he kind of gets the ball out of midfield, which, yeah. is, which is what I feel we've been missing a bit. And that's what I mean by having Morris and Naylor in the, in the middle there and mm-hmm. close as well. I feel like we, we had trouble sort of getting the ball out of midfield and we were getting the ball taken off us and, and broken up quite a bit in midfield. But with Morris there, I just felt like they were getting, they were doing their job, Morris and Naylor, winning the ball. And then Close was just clearing up the mess and just making the ball go forward and letting us go forward more, especially in the second half. See, what, I was pretty impressed with how Tom Naylor played. He's, he's like a, an iron man in the midfield. He looked so solid, didn't he? You know, he trapped back, he won the ball back. And we really, really needed that against the Barnsley team that if you let them get their foot on the ball, they're going to absolutely punish you. But at the same time, you thought Morris had a good game. I thought he did okay. Okay. I I thought he was okay. You know, nothing nothing bad. I I didn't think he stood out for me as a player in the midfield. And not because he wasn't doing the little things right or whatever. I thought Tom Naylor did that. I just thought that he needs to make a bit more of an imprint himself on the game. I think it was clear to see how how close he was doing. Yeah. And I think it was pretty clear to see what Tom Naylor was doing. Yeah. Morris, he did all right in the middle. But I'd like to see more from him. I mean, I can see what you're saying. I mean, on a personal sort of view, I feel like... He might have not stood out as much, but I feel like he he couldn't have done his job that badly because, you know, the midfield was secure all game. You know, we pressed forward in the second half, particularly more than we did in the first half. And I feel like he allowed us to do that. So Again, I think know. he did okay. Just he could do better. That's yeah, what I'm saying. That's fair enough. Yeah. That's what we're here for, mate. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the one thing about Ben Close as well is we were noticing, weren't we? He was literally, I love the fact that he waits in sort of like don't know who to call it, maybe the, the David Norris position or the Frank Lampard position, you could say, yeah. just outside the box, you know, on the corner. And he's, he's been scoring a couple of goals and now he just is like ready to cut the ball, isn't he? I love that. Every time the ball's yeah, there, yeah. he's ready to hit it. I love it. I love the confidence as well. There was, uh, I think, one occasion we, we heard for a few um, calls of shoot when he picked the ball up. So. Miles out as well. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely miles out, wasn't it? I love it. Bring it on. I mean, he's... He's a complete changed player. Not that I ever had any dislike. I've always been in big support of Ben Close. I've been always been a big fan. I've always said, yes, he had a bit of weakness. He needed to build his strength up. I feel like he's done that now. And I feel like he's really picked up the job and, and he's starting to get, you know, to, to really become a class player for us. And, and almost one of the first names on the team sheet, week in, week out. No, I think he is, definitely. Um, then we look at the wingers. Jamal yeah. Lowe rested. Yep, yeah. I think that was needed. I think he's needed a game to recoup uh, and just change it up a bit. And Kenny needed to really just change the dynamic up a bit. Um, Viv Solomon, Otterbar. Yeah. yeah. So he missed that big chance, didn't he? Just, oh. just towards the end of the first half. Talk us through, mate, what your thoughts were. Yeah, I mean, personally, all game, I feel like, he, or first half anyway, he, he had a lot of time where the ball went out to him and it just wouldn't settle down, wouldn't it? It, it was just, behind him a lot of time. Yeah, a lot of the time, and he, he sort of, it was bouncing a lot, he was trying to bring it down a bit, and it just wasn't right for him. We kept saying, we just need a ball on the ground through yeah, to him, and yeah. finally Bogle did that. He Bogle did really well holding that ball, held the, held the defender off really well with his strength, and then just sort of put that ball back around the corner for him, didn't he? And mm-hmm. there he was, for on goal. I said... He's got to sort of slightly lift this and curl it round. You said even a little dink would have done, but he just went for the really low slot, didn't he? Tried to corner. put it through the keeper's legs, I think, didn't he? I think he might have thought the keeper was going to sort of open up a little bit somewhere, yeah, but he just... I mean, the keeper did well. You can't take it away from him. The keeper did do really well to read it, big, but I just he? feel like, you know, 
he could have done better with that, to be honest with you. And maybe it's just lacking a bit of confidence, maybe, you know, where he's not had as much game time this season. Yeah, yeah, you know, but confidence will come, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're doing that kind of thing. And then, then you go down the other end, it's half-time, and, he, you know, he ends up winning a penalty with his absolute pace. Yeah, it was blistering, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, he could almost see it coming. But, it's, I mean, we made a good point after the game, I think, when we said, like, you know, if we were the Barnsley manager, how angry we'd be with that defender. Yeah, why did he, he came absolutely clattering in, didn't yeah. he? He's never going to get there. I mean, you'd be coated at that point. <clears throat> don't dive in, don't dive in, don't dive in. And he just did it. You could see it coming as well. That was the thing. They did this know. quite a lot, though, outside the box, didn't they? Like, they Ronan did. Curtis was getting taken down quite a lot, etc. Yeah. And they were on top of Bogle all game. Every time the ball went up in the air, they were literally... They were mounting him, him, weren't they? <laughs> That's what you want to call it, yeah. <laughs> They're mounting him. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, it, I felt like the boys had gone in at half-time and Kenny had really said to them, you know, we've got to press more, we've got to press higher up the pitch, get the ball out quicker and, and move it quicker. And, you know, I felt it was... I know we needed Jamal on for a little bit, maybe more inspiration at that point, but I felt like... You know, Ottobar was just getting into the game then. Um, and it would have maybe been interesting to see him for another five, ten minutes and, and see what he could have done. Yeah, especially after getting at a defender who would probably have been a little bit in fear after that, I should Yeah, think. I agree. I think the thing is, though, as well, is he he was so quick. But also, he looked, even though he didn't get that goal, he, he really just picked himself up, didn't he? And carried on and on and on. Yeah. I mean, when you beat the defender the first time, and you say you're a defender, you watch your... You have a defender get beat with like absolute pace around the back of him. You think, oh, I can catch this lad. Yeah. He didn't look fast, did he? No. But anyway, so the penalty comes up. A little yeah. bit of a squabble between Bogle and uh, Curtis. Yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, Kenny said, didn't he, in his pre-game interview that Bogle was a nominated penalty taker. I think Curtis just wanted to put it out there in case he didn't want it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I, a cheeky little ask. Uh, I mean, I, I like it. I, I mean, at least he he felt like he's playing with enough confidence to want to take it. Um, I'm glad there wasn't too much of a dispute that mm-hmm. you know caused sort of problems internally, especially with the mentality the team have been playing with all together this season. Did so. you think Bogle was going to score when he stepped up? No, I really didn't. I, I mean, he's, took, he's, he's only took a couple of steps, didn't he? Yeah, it wasn't convincing at all, was it? No, there was no convincing you know, moment of that penalty for me. The run-up, the height of the ball, you know, the positioning, it just, there was nothing about it that showed any sign of confidence for me, which is strange because he's buried a few goals since he's come down. And he looks confident most of the time. He he faded after that miss, didn't he? Oh, he just completely went out of the game. Completely. Just to let people know, though, Matt's face was an absolute fucking picture. I'll, let, I think I'll, I'll let you put the video up, mate, if you want. <laughs> let you put the video up. Oh, I will do. He's literally, he's just like, shakes his head in his like typical Pompey way his eyes are literally like drained aren't they mate that's it mate too many years we're seeing it mate to know <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> so anyway I think we've covered most of Barnsley game well we? just one point that we were talking about before and that's probably what we've not spoken about it before we were recording which right. was the um, McGivery safe what a save it's a worldie isn't it do you know we both said to each other how the hell was that not like gone in like, you can't see it from the top of the we just end. couldn't see it from right at the top of the front end we just saw it clatter off the bar and that was it really but watching it back I mean it's just top drawer isn't it yep. literally top drawer and I'd go as far to say he's the, the best Pompey keeper we've had at Fratton Park probably for me since Jamar I suppose yeah I agree I'm well on, yeah, on that and then um, 
just a quick mention as well for Pompey News Now Man of the Match and Pompey Man of the Match, Christian Burgess. Christian Burgess. He was an absolute... Yeah, I can't believe I haven't talked about this yet, mate. He was an absolute warrior, wasn't he? Yeah. Not only did he sort of stamp himself on the game with the way he sort of like was in the air, how strong he was, but there was that time where he went forward with the ball, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, It yeah. got lost and then he just sort of chased back and he, and he just put his foot in really well, won the ball back the whole fraten ends roaring yeah. and he was just sort of like did that sort of I'm back didn't he yeah, he, he yeah. looked like the player if you said was it him or was it Matt Clark one of these two is sort of like the coverted sort of um, defender that everyone in the league is looking to get you would have put in our Burgess in that game my mind yes. I mean he was phenomenal um, as you said that I mean we took a, a friend who's from Poland and, and he's constantly we're mentioning all week about that moment where Burgess yeah, the guy with the ponytail yeah yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah 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 um, but he said you know how, how amazing it was that he not only lost the ball but he, he didn't even have to think he just turned straight back shrugged the guy off and got the ball back again and laid a pass off it. I mean to me it, he's clearly got his match confidence back and, and he's showing it you know and obviously we're talking Welcome about back. a bit as well <laughs> for yeah. now for now yeah well <laughs> moving on to that one anything to going to Bury? should we fly into that now let's fly into Bury. right let's do it Bury. Pompey fans we are going to Wembley we are well some of us <laughs> well yeah I don't know, it's interesting, isn't it? There's been a, a lot of discussion last night, today, about it. You know, we could well, let's analyse the game first, right? Let's do the yeah. football game. So, Yeah, so, um, where do we start? First half was pretty flat a game for me, unfortunately. It started very much like the Barnsley game. We allowed them to come inside from the wings a little bit. They had a couple of attempts. Um, but, I mean, I, I suppose other than that, there wasn't sort of too much big issue to it um, I mean Berry did well and they, they're known to start games well they're known to like to go and score goals and they they don't really change their game plan so fair play to Berry for that but second half we just literally stepped up and pressed them kept them in their half Preston Preston kept them Preston Preston yeah Preston yeah. sorry not Preston <laughs> close by yeah understandably confusing Berry came by Preston <laughs> Um, so free kick Gareth Evans what a free kick Beautiful, Matt was it? Matt was saying that Gareth Evans isn't, doesn't take a good cross weren't you Matt in the game well I mean yeah all, all game I was just saying how he doesn't tend to whip across or you know whip a corner and he Too takes flat. sort of diagonally sort of puts it up in the air and lets it sort of float across with a bit of pace but I mean that free kick uh, it was just so much curl on it it's gone round that wall and almost back towards the keeper I love the noise it hits the back of the net and you're watching yeah. TV and you yeah. just sort of like ran off it was like hey yeah. and what a celebration yeah right from the Berry <laughs> fans yeah but for that um, Ronan Curtis got involved straight away he did yeah he loved it didn't he <laughs> yeah but um, possibly close he could have been booked um, if the ref had had his glasses on I think it was a little bit of a dive for that free kick in my opinion uh, it went down a little bit too easy Um we could say maybe there's some after contact, but that's the only sort of support I can give him on that, really. Well, I think Ben Close, mate, when it's working for you, flaunt it. Yeah, yeah, too, too right, mate. Keep that one out. You can win as many free kicks as you want if Evans is going to put some uh, free kicks on goal like that. And then, um, obviously, what shortly after, it was only a few minutes after, we get the second from Ollie Hawkins. Now, we are talking about this, weren't we? And you've got to look at the way that Hawkins gets it and he just, he peels off the defender, doesn't he? And really shows some class to be in the, in the perfect place to get that, tuck that away. Yeah, and, and you know what? To keep the ball down 
on a volley on the side foot that close to goal. You know, that's a hard technique as well. But the run for me, he's he's looked, that ball's come over and he's seen he's not going to get it. And he's then already started peeling and making the run already. Did you think it was going in when it came across to him? I think once I saw the ball going towards Thompson's head, I felt there was possibly going to be a goal there. The only thing that did panic me was that, you know, Thompson was going to try and line up for a volley or something. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, he just shouts, move! Yeah, yeah. But it was, um, it was a beautiful cushioned header back to him as well. I mean, you've got, to, you've got to give him that as well. You can't just say that that was all Hawkins. But a lot of people have said all season that Hawkins has no movement. Well, I think I was seeing on Twitter people saying he's like a statue up front. Yeah. Well, have a look at that. Now it's good movement it's for a striker. Movement. Yeah, yeah. So more of that, please, Mr. Hawkins. Um, and then the game was comfortably closed out by Ronan Curtis. Um, what is that tech is all about? <laughs> is that going to be Soccer AM? It needs to be, especially after the finish as well, which was just yeah. beautiful. You should get that trended on Twitter, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we might as well get the video up on Twitter and uh, tag Soccer AM in it. Get Let's them do to it. Show it. Let's do it. We'll put it out on the Pompey News Now Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, I felt like Curtis deserved it a little bit yesterday, that goal. I mean, he's, he's He worked. needed that goal as well. Yeah, and this is, I think, you know, maybe why they came into the team and played in that game. I feel like you know, possibly if we hadn't been underperforming so much, the young, youngsters might have got a bit more game time and, and Curtis might have not played as much that of that game. But I feel like they really needed a game where they were, you know, going to get a chance to score and get their confidence back. And he did that and hopefully that will sort of set him on his path now and it will start getting a bit more in Let's the league. Let's hope so, because whatever you think of that competition, it was really, really important we got a win, wasn't it? Yeah. Not yeah. just for the fact that I've now worked in my company for five weeks and finally I've finally, got a win. Finally. Especially with two Barnsley fans, so sitting yeah. opposite me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. And you didn't get the piss taken out of you Monday morning? No, for the first time since I joined the job. So that's always good news. But I mean, yeah, two two games that I'm really happy with since we last uh, you know, recorded the, the episode 25 and... I'm I'm happy with the improvements. I'm, I, I really undefeated. Am. Undefeated. Yeah, well, Again. we're undefeated in five, aren't we? Or six, but I mean, five of them are draws. That's it. <laughs> Doesn't matter, mate. Do you know what I'm happy about, though? Yeah. We're talking about a win, mate. We are talking this about This is the win. first time in absolutely fucking ages. January the 1st. Oh, oh no, January the 5th. January the 5th. Yeah, that's been a long time to now, isn't it? That we've been doing this week in, week out. Absolutely love it, but it's better talking to you guys after a win. It is. It's really nice to, to talk about something happy. <laughs> that's it. Positive vibes, and, mate. And do you know what? Even, yeah. even if we didn't have the check change game, I, I was still happy with the performance against Barnsley. As I said, much improved. And, yeah. and it's been a really good week. So. And it also showed that Kenny was willing to change the formation. Yeah, I like that. I, I did like that a lot. Thanks for listening, Kenny. Yeah, yeah. See, well, you said he was listening, didn't you? He that's is. That's why you Yeah, 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 yeah. He's chilling, I told you. Bath yeah. tub listening. <laughs> Love it. Well, hopefully Radox some, Radio. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully with some champers this week as well to celebrate the uh, trip yeah, to Do you reckon Kenny Jacket drinks champagne? No, he don't really strike with that bloke. I reckon Boddington's. he's a real sort of, yeah, yeah, like a cameraman. You know, yeah, Tetley's. Tetley's. Well, he's not a northerner, is he? No. Oh, oh, Holston Bills. Holston Bills, yeah, that's classic, <laughs> that, mate. Do you that's a bit of Kenny Jacket? Yeah, classic South London, mate. Love Tweet it. us if you know what you think Kenny Jacket <laughs> drinks at PO Forecast. Love that, love that. So, yeah, I think that's um, closing out part one for us now, mate. All right, so we'll play some little jingle and we'll fly into part two. Welcome back to part two of the PO Forecast, and Matt, 
Do you know what time it is? I know what time it is. It's time for Mads Debate. That's right, Bobby fans. It's time for Mads Debate. And today, we put out a poll on Twitter to ask if Christian Burgess isn't ready for the game against Bradford, who should partner Matty Clark at the back? Now, we put out a couple of options on the Twitter poll. So, here we are. We've got Ollie Hawkins, Tom Naylor, or Walks. Matt, who did you expect to win this? I'll be honest. I mean, I, I thought Walks would really kind of out of the out of the options be the obvious choice. You thought he'd Walks it. I did think he'd Walks it. There you go. Back at you, Greg. I like that bunch. Nicely <laughs> yeah, done. Yeah. Uh, after his berry last night. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I generally thought he, he's played a couple of games at centre back in the Checho Trophy, which he seems to have done all right in. Um, but I've seen a few comments since that have slightly altered my mind a little bit. But I'll go that? into that in Wait a bit. A You're the poll wizard. I am the poll wizard. You're the man, man of polls. So you want some stats from polls? I want, I want the you stats want the from stats. the poll wizard. Poll wizard, here we go. Okay, so Ollie Hawkins was in the lead with 43% of the At week. time of recording on Wednesday night at midnight. Yes, uh, at midnight of recording. <laughs> uh, Tom Naylor with 35% of the vote. Congratulations, Tom. And Anton Walks with only 22% of the vote. See, I'm not that surprised on the Anton Walks one. And do you know why? Okay. He just doesn't get a lot of love from the Bombay fans. <laughs> no, no. But, I mean, Do you know what I mean? He's got a lot of critics out there. Some, has, most yeah. of them, I think, are unjust, to be fair. But, Especially recently. Yeah, he's looking yeah. great recently. Yeah, I do. Um, but, I mean, what got me about it, and, and again, obviously this is all sort of personal opinion, but... For me, Ollie Hawkins is far too valuable to up front, especially considering we don't know if Bogle's 100% match fit. He seems to be, you know, struggling a little bit, especially after this out penalty. The, the lack of confidence was incredible for me. Um, and Ollie Hawkins yesterday was just phenomenal, as we discussed in part one. So I feel like you'd really just you like, sort of lose an outlet by, by not having that option of him up front. And Naylor, for me, is just too pivotal in the middle. I know he, he can play centre-back. He did it for Burton on a few occasions. Mm -hmm. But for me, he's just too important in the midfield at the moment, especially if we're going to continue to play the three in, in league games. In I mean, the middle. so you're saying you'd rather Walks plays there? Yeah, yeah, personally, yeah. And that's okay. what I voted on. Okay. I'm going to go and say that I don't agree with you because the fact is that while I think, while I think that... I agree, Hawkins is valuable up front. You can see that in the Berry game, you've got that goal. I think we've got some good strikers who can play up front. I think we can play Bogle, we can play Vaughan, etc. And I think that Hawkins, for me, is the most proven centre-back in some ways at this level, apart from the fact that Tom Naylor, yep. okay, I feel that he is way more important playing in, in midfield at the moment. I completely agree with that in that sense. Don't think we can move Tom. No. He needs to stay there. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah. I don't know. I just every time I've seen Anton Walks play centre back, he looks unconvincing, mate. His positioning isn't good enough to play centre back. He's a good right back, yeah, mm -hmm. but he he does positioning again isn't his strong point. He does sometimes drift, and I've seen him in centre midfield. He looks quite good there, but again, he's got some. He's got a bit of freedom to roam. I feel in centre back, he'll mm -hmm. struggle. I've seen him struggle in centre back, and I. I don't think Hawkins struggles at centre-back. And I think that you need to have two decent centre-backs in this league. And for me, mm -hmm. I want to see Hawkins play there. Uh, you know, I mean, there's been some interesting points. I did grab a couple, which yeah, I'll just go, go through. Yeah, go for it. Fire us up. 
Cheers to the input, everyone. Yeah, so uh, Mark Brennan um, kindly tweeted on it and said that Thompson, centre-back, walks right back, most logical change. Or bringing Casey be a good baptism of fire for the young lad. Well, Mm -hmm. we kind of discussed this before with Matt Casey. For me... He's yeah, young, it's, it's a good baptism fight, but at the same time, it could really be costly, especially at his age and, and during his sort of progress at the moment. It could just be a fire, basically. Yeah, I mean, he, it's he's out on loan. He's applying his trade. He's he's learning the game, you know, and he's doing the right thing by doing that. So to disrupt that and pull him back into a promotion push in League One is just uh, too, way much too much. Way um, too much. But I, I slightly agreed in, in a sense with the... Thompson walks sort of switch around purely on the basis that Thompson again is another player that's had experience playing centre back. Did it for Swindon a lot. He's, he's quite Captain small, isn't he, for a centre back? Yeah, I mean, I suppose you could, but I mean, he's he's obviously got the experience, and that's a, a big thing for me, especially being a captain for Swindon. He, you know, he knows how to who. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, he knows how to to lead the line a little bit at the back, and obviously. Yeah, I think he'd be the most natural if we're talking about previous people that have had experience. If, if people are saying Naylor, you know, then, mm. then for me, Thompson would probably be a better uh, than Naylor in that sense. So I kind of agree with you a little bit there, Mark. Um, Edmund also tweeted, uh, the real question is why we only had three centre-backs when the transfer window closed, when one of them has never managed a full season because of injury, which I thought was a slightly interesting point. Well, it's a fair point to some um, level, and I think that what you're going to what the reason is is because Kenny Jacket feels that the conversation we're having now that any of these players can play centre back, and therefore he didn't need to go out and spend money on a centre back. Mm-hmm. That's what he thinks. He thinks Naylor walks or whoever he believes that we're talking about now can play centre back. He doesn't think we need to get another one, basically. Yeah. And he thought we prioritised money and attacking options. Yeah, and Pompey News now um, agree with you, mate. Really. Which is obviously why you do the podcast for them. So Adam agrees. Yeah. Adam agreed. He oh, said cool. would like to see Hawkins there, keep Naylor in the middle, and Bogle up front. Okay, so let's have, go to some more ones. Um, Sam Stone, uh, who's one of the writers of Poppy News now, says Hawkins was excellent there last season. Walks has played there in a few checker trade ga- games. We've put both of them ahead of Thompson and Phil Naylor is too valuable in the midfield to move. Yeah. So basically, it's a mishmash of mine and yours opinion. Yeah. Just yeah. why you write for us, Sam? Because you're a legend. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Good. Good punditry goes a long way with us, yeah. doesn't it? Mate? Excellent analysis, as always, Sam. Uh, Daniel Kane Foster says. In fact, that's one of what I'm going to do in a bit, Daniel. Sorry, mate. Anthony Davis says, can't wait to listen. Was it Berry last night? Great game result. Be nice to discuss a win again. I don't know why reading that out because you've already done that one. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the one I was going to talk about? Matt, have you got any more? I have. Well, I've got one more bit. I mean, again, it. it was the same sort of comment. Um, George said, "Keep walks at right back, play Thompson centre back, given that that is his natural position." Well, again, I mean the, the 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 part about natural position. Yeah, you know what he has played there before. It all could be his natural position. One thing that always worries me is Thompson going towards a tackle is a slightly frightening thing for me. Let's talk through the, the options quickly with Hawkins. I think that. Ollie did a good job there when, when called upon. Do you think that it's rightful to say that it was a few games which you thought he's tracking back like a striker? Yeah, 
Definitely. And and I think there's always that risk as well of the striker's tackle, shall we say? I'm not I'm not gonna compare that to Thompson, but yeah, well, everyone yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean everyone would, would point Hawkins out logically for his height. Yeah. But I mean he played at centre back last season against Milton Keynes and there was a few occasions in that game that he got caught out completely, um, from crosses in particular. So I think if we're, if we're going Hawkins based on height, then for me that that's sort of a no. I think I think he looks steady at the back. I, I mean, I think because yeah, Matt Clark, Matt Clark knows how to cover a little yeah, bit. That's I mean, what it is. I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. I, I don't think that Hawkins couldn't play there and do a job for us. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he played there last season and, and we finished just outside the playoffs. So it's not like he's not capable of doing it. I just feel like there might be a bit more security having a defensive-minded player at the back for me. What about someone like? Andy Cannon. Cannon. <laughs> and you were saying walks is small, yeah? <laughs> Love that, mate. <laughs> no? No, not for could, me, mate. Don't think you could, like, tussle him up a bit, Matt? Not for me. Definitely not for me. No, I'm joking. Let's lock Joe Gallon in while we're at it as well, mate. No? We're not, there's no one we've missed, basically. I think no, no. Bogle? I mean, Bogle, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be honest... It, it, on a, wait a, a sec, wait a sec, mate. Here's who we're missing. Gareth, I can play every fucking position, Evans. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he's got defensive experience as well. Yeah, know? he can play right back. He can play holding midfield. He can play attacking midfield, right midfield. And he's confident of a tackle in the box. So, Remember when know? I put that message into expression that I said to him he should be playing holding midfield? Hold and he went, field. another position. Another yeah, position. Yeah, yeah. Well, Gareth, buckle up, mate. We need to send back. <laughs> Imagine, yeah. do you know what? That, if that what about be... Brett? I mean, Brett's crying out for a place in the team at the moment. He does want to get a starting position back. Brilliant header. Was it true? He's down gun wharf the other day having a he meal. He was, he was. Why he was meant to be um, with the squad, wasn't he? I oh, think. Dear. Yeah. Not not always such That's a That's literally the definition of a cheeky Nando's. Yeah. <laughs> I blame Jake. He was blatantly <laughs> with Jake and Nando's. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. <laughs> Anyway, mate. All right, so that's it. For, that's it, is it? Yeah, I mean, as far as I can go on it, mate. I mean, they're, they're the obvious choices. I've got my opinion. It, it would be Walks or Thompson for me. I think um, from what we sort of based on the comments that came in on that. Wait poll a second. As well. I found the comment from Andy ah, Davis. Finally. He sent me two. He sent me two tweets. I've been scrolling from my phone desperately. Andy, sorry about that, mate. So he says Naylor with Dion slotting into midfield. I know Hawkins can do a, a job. But he's worth more up front, and Bogle isn't fit. Yeah. So I don't think that's a bad shout, actually, because I mean, you, if you believe that Dion, the man himself, ninety-fifth minute Dion, <laughs> if you believe that that he could fit into that holding midfield role, do a decent job, and Nail is the best man for the job at centre back, then he's played in the Championship at centre back. Oh yeah, yeah, no, and and that's what we were saying, you know, when we were discussing it. I mean, Dion in, in centre mid isn't a, isn't a bad shout, but. I just worry about the... You think Bryn Morris is only okay and he needs to... No, I don't think he's okay. You think he's okay. No, no, you're the one that said he's okay. He's he's average, you know. As as far as I'm concerned... No, I said that performance is only okay. I mean, why... Maybe maybe we could say, actually, we'll drop Naylor in and then throw someone like Cannon, Morris and Close in the midfield. That's what I'm saying. We've got an yeah. abundance of centre yeah, midfielders. Yeah, yeah, So, I mean... That's my two options. 
you might, you might have just swung me a little bit there at the end of that. Yeah. You might have actually you might have swung me off my own a little bit here, mate. <laughs> I might have to uh, bet, take the bitter pill and go, do you know what? You might be right. There you go. All right, there mate. All right. Cool. So a um, couple of listener questions that are fired in, which I actually read out randomly. Daniel Kane Foster. Cheers for tweeting in, mate. Anyone else feel the lack of pressure from a fan perspective may have helped Pompey's progression through the Checker Trade Trophy? Definitely. Definitely. Not having all of us only ourselves and their backs. Yeah. Do you no, reckon that's helped? Yeah, 100%. They're playing with freedom in that competition. And again, it's it's what we said about the FA Cup. They're always just a free shot, aren't they? Is it that, mate? Or is it the fact that a lot of young players have been playing in it, so it's a completely different squad? No, no I, don't, I don't think that matters. I mean, the, the, where the young players are starting, there's still a squad around, you know, and they're, and they're still on the training pitch together and they're still going through the competition together. Um... But yeah, I think maybe the lack of attention on the competition has definitely helped them go out and, and play with a bit of freedom and, you know, not with the, the crowd on their back and with the expectation of the Pompey fans week in, week out that we have, you know, and, and understandably we have. I think we're, we're one of the clubs that actually have the right to have that expectation. Unlike people like Newcastle, we have absolutely no right whatsoever. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I mean, I think definitely I, I can, you know, say that I didn't agree with that comment. Um, but not maybe wholeheartedly. So you do think that, basically, mate. I think that's a good shout. Yeah. Right. Has anyone said anything? Right, it's Greg. Greg. If it's not too late for the recording, I must say, you can say, because we were recording at midnight, <laughs> the air of confidence in the team was great to see. Love or hate the competition. Who's actually going to give a fuck about us being in the final and complain if we kick start a winning run? Mm. Matt. 13 points out of 15 coming up. <laughs> Adam's put a tweet out there today. Can you feel it? Do you know what? After last night, I can. Yeah? I think last night was... And slam me all you want, you know, check trade haters. Slam me all you want. But I feel like that game was so important to get some confidence under the belt. Oh, and if you only yeah. watch the celebrations in the dressing room after as well, you can tell how much that meant to the whole squad. That's all Matt watched as well, by the way. I did. I loved <laughs> the pants part, mate. They were all down in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite bit, especially Evans, mate. Yeah, he's a good-looking lad. He's, he's a good-looking lad. Cracking lad, <laughs> right. cracking lad. Anyway, Matt, back to the and football. And the missus enjoyed it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I know she did. <laughs> so, yeah, no, back to football, no. Um, I can see it, no. I can see us getting um, a good run of points now. I think it's definitely viable 13 points mm-hmm. coming up, especially with some of the fixtures we've got coming up. We've got Bradford at home, struggling. Scunny at home, struggling. Peterborough. Um, Peterborough, who, you know, they're having a bit of an average season, aren't they, again? They're beatable, aren't they? Especially they're, our they're, place. They're sort of being Peterborough. And yeah, we've already beaten them in the Czech Trade Trophy at home. So confidence is there again. And, you know, I feel like the team, uh, as we said earlier in the show, the team playing with a lot more improvement. And I feel like that's only a good sign for us to, to start going on a run. No, I agree, mate. I think that, I think we've literally got this now where we've got the potential to grab this. Yeah, by yeah, the bollocks, yeah, yeah, and move forward yeah. and get some points. And do you know what? Now would be a better time than any to start going on a run and, and put pressure on teams in front of us now. You know, make them make them sweat a little bit. You know, we you, you've got to think we the whole time we were top of the league, we were ones looking behind us. You know, and pressure caught a little bit. Well, if we start putting pressure on these teams, maybe they'll start cracking. Maybe then the whole season turns around. 
That's it. So positivity from me. I think we're going to get some points on the board and cause problems for teams like Barnsley. Here we go. And then think about this win. It's been a win. It's kickstart our, our campaign possibly of a comeback, yeah. a push for promotion. Yeah. And uh, think about this this way, mate. If the Checker Trade Trophy wasn't controversial enough already, it's on Mother's Day. It is on Mother's Day. So whether people are going to use that as an excuse that my mum really wants to go to the Checker Trade Trophy <laughs> final. <laughs> I, I had to get go. away with that one, mate. Could you pull that one off? Yeah, probably. Give your mum a Mother's Day card on Mother's Day morning with the probably ticket inside to Wembley. Yeah. I reckon she'll be over the moon, mate. No, she's probably going to be asking me, mate. She's going to be nagging me from she's now nagging. on. <laughs> I think my mum might actually turn around and say, do you know what, cancel that dinner that you've booked. Like, cancel it. Let, let's go. Let's That's it. This. And then she'll take her Kindle with and read a book the whole fucking 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, that's the end of part two. Yeah, yeah. We're going to fly into the much-anticipated juggernauts <laughs> of League One. Bradford. 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 <laughs> Welcome back to part three of the PO forecast. And just before we preview the Bradford game, I'd like to put it out there. We'd really appreciate it if you guys could take two seconds, go to wherever you listen to the podcast. So Apple Podcasts, go on there, subscribe and you get the episode downloaded to your phone. Uh, it also helps us out massively. Uh, leave a five star review. Don't bother if you can do one star, please. just message me and abuse me instead on Twitter and tell me how shit we are but yeah if you've got time to write anything nice about us give us a 5 star review it really helps us and it basically helps uh, other Pompey fans be able to find the podcast because that's how they do it and you get updated every time we put a new episode out there as well yeah yeah so give us a like give us a follow and have you listen to it and we'd really appreciate it so cheers people right now back to the footy going into it Matt Bradford here we go Bradford, I said the last time, because I basically, last time I did the uh, preview for Bradford, Matt, had um, he got syphilis, and basically <laughs> he was unable to attend the podcast, so I had to do it on my own, basically, whilst he went to the STI clinic. I've had a lot of STIs this year, haven't I? What, we're supposed to be recording the podcast? Well, apparently so. Yeah, I know. Anyway. <laughs> so basically, I had to do it myself, and I said they're going to be shocking, and we we're going to roll them over. Yep. Did we roll them over? Being one nil. Right. So <laughs> I'd like to hear Matt's input on this one, and we'll see, mate. Take yeah. it away, Bradford. So it's my turn to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes, mate. Right. Well, I, I've done a little piece on Bradford today. I did my little scouting uh, session. So mm-hmm. Bradford have only collected six points from their last six games, with their last win coming on January the 29th against Shrewsbury. So nearly as fucking bad as us. Yeah. They're <clears throat> on the. Even more positive side for Bradford, their manager resigned on Monday after only winning seven of 35 games in charge of the football club. Shocking. And um, in sort of context that they're obviously travelling away from home again this weekend, they last away outing on Saturday. They lost 3-2 to 10-man Walsall, leaving them six points from safety with 12 games remaining. Get the violins out, Bradford. So Bradford are actually now looking for their third manager of the season and their fifth since February 2018. So basically, as we said, Stuart McCall, who was actually a decent manager for them, yep. as we said, he was the best manager for wins percentage. Yep. So they've ever had since the 1980s. Yep. So now they thought, oh, wait a second, this time of year is the one year anniversary of firing McCauley. Yeah. Pretty much. Let's sack this guy, he's crap as well, and bring someone else in. Yeah. Who's in charge, Matt? 
what now? Yeah. No one at the moment, um, right. albeit... If you are interested, tweet up at official Bradford on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, they'd be happy to hear from you. Send a picture of yourself holding some sort of coaching certificate or, I don't know, a whistle. Just make sure you don't do a Notts County chairman and send a dick pic as well, because uh, we all know how that ends up. Um, but... Um, yeah, I mean, Gary Bowyer apparently is in contention, ex-Blackpool manager. <gasps> yeah, uh, wasn't really ever a fan of his style of play, although he masterminded a couple of victories against Pompey, so who knows? Maybe he could save the day for them, you know, a bit of experience. But he's uh, learnt from Allardyce as well, which probably isn't that helpful, to be honest with you. We've got a couple of ex-managers they could get looking to. Well, yeah. I Richie mean, Barker. Richie Parker, top, top-notch, mate. Top-notch, yeah. you know. Bring along Steve Cockle. You know, that's it loves it works well mate so they have got though albeit we're kind of ribbing into them because they've got no manager in there six points from safety um, and haven't won since January but then we haven't won since January the 5th where's so. it unbeaten in six <laughs> <laughs> um, so leading the goal scoring charts for Bradford yeah is Owen Doyle ex-Pompey who Shaker. Yeah, that's what we could say. Owen Doyle, the man who lied to my face at Wickham, Wickham away. He did. He told me, you're right, Derek Hugh, I'm going to score plenty of goals for you. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> yeah, didn't pan out so well, did it? No. Him. Um, he scored nine goals for the Bantams this season. Oh. Uh, and he's joined by Jack Payne, who they have on loan as well. Not too mm. sure from where? Everton, I think. Maybe, Pretty sure. He was there, I can't remember who was last season. He was somewhere else. Shrewsbury last season, he was out. Well, he's a decent player as well. He is a decent player. Um, you pay me well. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've they've had a couple of battling performances. Um, they did get a 1-1 away at Burton, which is obviously quite a good result. Yeah, yeah. Um, they got a draw away at Plymouth as well. Um, Average. Recently. So, yes. Yeah. Although, I mean, we got a draw there, didn't we, as well? Average. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just publicly called him Pompey Average. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, other than that, really, um, I'm going to do a bit of deja vu here and say we should pretty much be steamrolling. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I've not... I mean, in weeks, previous weeks, I've not been as confident, but... As I said, there's been such an improvement over last week. The style has changed. There's a, a complete attitude from the players now that's been different to the last couple of weeks. And I'm really enjoying the, the pressing football as well. Um, Since the Battle of Berry, Matt's now been sort of like... The Battle of Berry. That's what we've we known as when we storm up the league and get promoted. The Battle of Berry. Yeah, the Battle of Berry, mate. Mm. The time where the tide changed, the turn of the tide. Uh, I mean, it, it was more like a tornado of Berry, mate. We just sort of ripped through them and left. You That's know, it. With a place and Celebrated in front of their fans and fucked off. That's it, mate. Bit of shit housing, <laughs> yeah. isn't it, mate? They're back. That's it. That's it. That's the biggest the boys sign, are back. The boys are back. Wait a sec. Can we even use the music? Boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. Spread the word The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so they are. Yeah. This is true. And, and do you know what? I'm going to go for, for a prediction now for me. Yeah, go for and, it. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say we're gonna get a big three 0 win. Three 0 win. What big the fucking are win. you, mate? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, much to people's disappointment, I think that Hawkins is going to score by playing up front and starting up front after his performance yesterday. I think he's deserved. I can't see him not starting the game. Only Hawkins up front. Yeah. 
Um, I hope everyone's looking forward to that. And I hope that everyone agrees that I'm right that he's going to start from because I know how much everyone's a fan of Oli this season. Mate, <laughs> fans player of the year. Mate, improved player of the year. Massively. By far. He's been he's been brilliant this year and I'm sorry for anyone that's been shouting him out and saying he's like a statue but I've been watching a completely different It's just getting in confused with Pittman. And then I believe Gareth Evans is going to bag himself one and yeah. now Jamal came back came on at half time yesterday and looked a completely different player again looked like he was fresh wanted to create chances was running at players and he's going to bag himself the third 3-0 3-0 he's confident yeah and I'm happy with another clean sheet because Craig McGovery's been fantastic do you think that every game from now to the end of the season will win 3-0 uh, maybe in my dreams <laughs> possibly yeah but definitely not the rest of the season <laughs> All right, let's go for this. We've got Bradford. I'm going to go. It's going to be a 1-0 home victory. We're going to be happy as Larry. It's going to be chances galore. But we're only going to sneak one in. <laughs> this is going to be one of those games, right? He's gone the other way and I'm following Hugh's previous. I predicted 4-0 in the first episode and I got it's, a 1-0. And yeah. we should have battered them. Bradford are an annoying team. They're not yeah. that great, but we didn't seem to play well against them last time, even when we were playing well. Yeah. So I'm going to go the conservative 1-0 win. But I'll take that all all day, every day. A win, a clean sheet, something to build on. Hopefully we start. I'm not sure if we play 4-3-3 again. Um, I mean, it's, it's interesting because they're a different team, aren't they, to Barnsley? Do we need to flood the midfield as much? Just can you go back to the famous 4-2-3-1? fucking hell not. They does. <laughs> they does. Don't you? Well. Anyway, let's just, just stay away from that. Yeah. What we'll do, yeah? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with, it's going to be one now, and it's going to be my boy at the moment, the man himself, Ben Close. Close. Love it. Distance. <laughs> It's going to be just on the edge of the box. Okay. It's, just going to, it's just going to little bounce up for him. He's going to be there. Maybe a corner gets nodded out. He's ready in that position. Let's hope so. He's going to, he's going to, basically he's going to spark it again. It's going to be like the David Norris goal. It's going to be like firing us up the leagues. And to be honest, mate, I mean, the boys owe me anyway. It's my birthday on Saturday. I need three points for my birthday. It's all I want. You've already been out for your birthday. Yeah, well, I didn't get three points and it was a week early. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> for the weekend. Send your tweets to mcorrick You'd <laughs> be lucky if you get any. I probably won't be, actually. And even if I did, I wouldn't see him because I'm cut off on the internet. So. <laughs> Still send them, though, because I'll let Matt know. I'll let him know that he's wanted at mcorrick <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on making it to 32. Cheers, mate. I beat all of you like you bet that I wasn't. So. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We've done there. Have you finished your review? We, we have finished the Bradford, yeah. yeah. All right, Poppy fans. <laughs> That's the end of the show. And until next time, play out Pompey. Play out Pompey. You have been listening to the PO Forecast for Pompey News Now. Available on SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow PO Forecast and Pompey News Now on Twitter for more information. And there is the full-time whistle.